everyone. Welcome to another Addicted Podcast. I'm sitting here. I'm kind of the lone Addicted member here, but I've got two of the uh, industry greats with me today in studio, Mr. Steve Lynch and Jason Hamley from Procure. And uh, we're going to be talking some springers. We're going to be talking some, I don't know, new and crazy things coming from Procure or lack thereof, we should say, or and also what's going on in the uh, Procure world. So how's it going, guys? Things are great. Good. How are you doing, Cam? Um. Grinding away. Ready to go kill Springers. Yes. We need the Springers to show up. We do need them to show yes. up. You know what's strangely crazy, though, is uh, I was sitting there driving. I've been driving past, like, the Kalama Marina. No river names. I said Marina. It's cool. Just don't kill me. But just driving back and forth on I-5 the last few days. And with these gas prices and stuff, like, nobody's trying to get them right now. Nobody's trying early anymore. Like, whereas two weeks ago... We're like six, eight boats out there. And the water is green. Like the turbidity is like three right now in the Vancouver area. Well, yeah, when you're a hundred bucks into going fishing for a day and pumping fuel in there, it's makes it a little more. Yeah, (laughs) right. It's a little easier to stomach, you know, yeah, 40 bucks to go see if I might catch a springer, you know, for these early ones. Because here we are on what, March 9th, uh, filming this podcast. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of of weird times right now. Yeah. Uh, The guys I've talked to, though, the the addicts, I mean, to go out fishing in the morning. It's not facing them. You know, like John Slamenko, the, he's out there trying to oh, get the first sure. springer. He didn't care. Right? Yeah. And so, so there are some people, yes, it is going to affect. But the average guy that just wants to get out and fish three hours, I don't think it's going to matter. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. I guess that is true because, like, some of those guys, though, they launch and go, like, 100 feet, and yes. then they're fishing. I guess some of the guys down below are probably going a little further, like, doing those big down, you know, three-mile downstream passes right. with some Procure Brian Bait. Uh, it's going to be the way to go. Yeah. And, and Jason won't care because we pay for his fuel. So it's not a deal. <laughs> yeah. how, how do I get on that pro staff program? There well, you, you go. got to show up Monday through Thursday and work your butt off. Oh. And then Friday, can, I just put a, can I just put a sticker on my boat that says Procure? You can just pay all my gas now? No. <laughs> Damn it. What about for a bass boat? Because I heard you guys are actually sponsoring the uh, Silk Coos Open for TVF. We're, we are sponsoring a few different bass uh, boats. And... and We'll see. This is our first year actually throwing money at them. So, knock on wood. Hopefully, they don't mention the rod, the reel, the lure. At the end, they actually mention Procure. I, I, Tom does a good job of that. And I will say, like, yeah, we need to, well, I just bought a bass boat. So, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all in, and I'll be down there donating my lunch money to that, too. But, yeah, it'll be super fun. But at least it's cool that you guys are expanding into that market now a little bit. I mean, not that you guys don't already make really good bass sense and whatnot, but. We've only got one guy that's that we've we've we sponsored a few, but a guy named Chris Carpenter, Southern Oregon, does is the only guy that will show up with a Procure hoodie, and not tape over the label on the bottle. Other than that, everybody else just won't mention it. Yeah, because they we, want well, it. They want they say, money. They're just well. It's like what KVD was talking about when Three Sixties came out with Hummingbird. You know, you know, Hummingbird had a hard time telling KVD is like, hey, you need to tell people about this, and KVD is like. Hell no! I'm winning tournaments because of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll be I'll be your Huckleberry Steve. Let's just say that when I, I when that. I when I go and, and lose my lunch money at these tournaments. But real fast, guys, we are sitting here. Like I said, Wednesday, March 9th, Springer season's coming up around the corner. But also the Redmond Sportsman Show, the Central Oregon Sportsman Show from Laughlin Trade Shows, is going to be this Saturday, March 12th, and we are going to be there for our first annual. Our first annual, or how about just our first, uh, sp- our, <laughs> our first 
addicted bash. It's been so many years since I've been able to say that just on the fact that, well, we haven't really been able to do these events, but we're going to have some seminars, some giving out giveaways. We're going to be there Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. So if everything went right and Clint got this podcast uploaded in time, he's kind of giving me the look <laughs> like, I don't really know, but we should be there. And then, uh, shoot, after that Saturday, uh, I'm steelhead the next two days, and after that Saturday, and then I'm springer fishing. Nice. It ought to be r- rolling by then. Yeah, I hope so, because... There's not going to be much to do because I think we got some big rains coming this weekend. And then honestly, it's, uh, I, it, this is probably the latest I've ever gone where I haven't even, I, I went out one time, I don't know, maybe a week ago, mainly just to run my motors. Cause I hadn't ran my motors in a month. I've been running my two stroke motor for like the last month rafting down the rivers. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't really been doing anything else. Yeah. I like, went down to the lower channel one day and we didn't, we didn't do much or see much, but that was a couple weeks or a week and a half ago. So could be a whole different story. Just enough to just enough to be like, do I still know how to roll a herring? Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> just enough to burn some bait. Yep. Um, but it seems like they're each year they're later and later, especially like in the Multnomah Channel. You know, like last year in the middle of July, guys are still catching fish in the channel. I mean, where everybody else has quit or given up yeah. or moved on. Shoot, you go out there at two thirty in the afternoon, there's four or five boats out there and everybody's catching fish. I know a guy that caught three spring Chinook on July seventh in the channel. Yeah. Three days after the damn fourth of July and they're still hanging out in there. But then again, this year was also I don't know, I was pretty optimistic on how many early fish were getting caught. There was that one that was caught in a Willamette tributary that began with a C. I'm not gonna say what. Clint's giving me the no river names look. It was all over the paper. It was caught in the Clackamas early. And then there was a couple that were caught and brought into fishermen's really early yeah. too. There's been quite a few coming into fishermen's. They're, they're right. They they were picking some up at Oregon City. And yeah. the other thing, and I'll just say it now because it doesn't really mean anything. But my local tributary, one of the ones that has a dam on it here in Southwest Washington, actually had two uh, going to the fish trap at the dam, and that's the earliest they've ever shown up. Nice ever since they've built the damn thing. That's encouraging. Yeah. So what's it going to be for this year's springer season? What's going to be the hot bait, the hot brine? What do you think? I mean, are you guys selling brine out the freaking it's crazy. eyeballs right now? It's crazy. I mean, anybody that just takes trade bait and fishes it, mm-hmm. they're foolish. Uh, oh. I, mean, I mean, but I still see it every day at the boat ramp. Guys just dumping trays of bait in, you know, at the end of the oh, day. Oh, at the end of the day. Okay. Just throw it. But, you know, because if you brine it, you can reuse it. You know, just put it up in a Ziploc baggie, throw it in your freezer, or just keep it cold if you're going to use it the next day. I mean, so for the cost of that bait, for a guy to throw three to five packs away, I mean, it just breaks my heart. I mean, well, let's be honest. Like, you know, with gas prices going up, we're going to have to, like, cut the costs a little bit somewhere, right? Yeah, so no kidding. That's, that pro, that's how Procure sells more brine now. Is oh, it just, oh, we're going to save you money in the long run. But I've been but, preaching but, that from day one because right. it truly will preserve it, provided you keep your baits cold. Yeah, there's no throwing it away at the end of the day. And so that way you can go out with a natural, a chartreuse or a blue, right? Have three different sets of baits. Because one day it's one, the next, it's crazy. Nobody knows if it's going to be a natural or a chartreuse that first bite, right? Yeah, and you talk about keeping it cold. I have a confession to make. Because like two weeks ago when I decided to go out for like three hours and just basically run the motors, I used some of the natural brine. And I put the jars in my cooler. Of course, I got done fishing. And I wasn't in like full spring mode. I forgot to like take them out of the cooler and i'm like and then i opened the cooler yesterday and i was kind of like dinking around the boat getting things ready oh my gosh i forgot about that bait and i looked at it and i was like open the cooler nice and so no ice you know warm temperature i'm like oh my god these jars are gonna be terrible open it up 
Honestly, it smelled a little fishier than probably normal, but it's brine bait. So I'm it not, is I'm more not, forgiving. Right, it is it, more forgiving once it's been brine. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah, yeah thank heavens, because it was like two weeks. And uh, fortunately, yeah. I'm just going to add it right to the lingcod bag, because the lingcod are going to sure. <laughs> eat those things all day long. But you're right. I mean, just to be able to preserve it day in, day out. And honestly, like, if I was kind of looking. I took one out of the jar. I was kind of looking. I'm like, well... I mean, if I had to, I mean, the scales weren't falling off. Like the brine is, you know, the brine's keeping those scales on there. It looked really good. It didn't, the bait wasn't like soft and super mushy. Like, okay. I, I mean, I didn't do it. I don't know why, but I mean, I guarantee you I could have taken a cut and made a cut plug and gone fishing. Sure. And if you would have done a super hot brine, what it would have been is peckered up, shriveled up. And a lot of guys say my bait's ruined. But as soon as you, whether you plug cut it or even fish it whole, as soon as you put it in the water, if you check it within 30 seconds, it's rehydrated and beautiful. Yeah. Right? These so, ones weren't all that really shriveled, though. Yeah. I mean, they had a the little bit of it, but not not. But they'll come right all. back to life. Yeah. I mean, it's instant. I mean, within 30 seconds, it's 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 crazy. These guys will call us from the boat going, yeah, 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 and pissed off. And I yeah. say, sir, put a hook on it, drag it, right? Put it in the water 30 seconds, call me back. Drag and they say, wow, that's crazy. But it does. It just with a with a heavy salt, it will pecker it up or shrivel it up. But once you put it in the water, man, it just rehydrates. Yes. And that goes even to like for cut plugs. I've noticed like you know I don't I don't use a, a cutter. I just freehand. And I think when sometimes people see that, they kind of freak out a little bit because they're like, you, you know, are you getting different cuts? And sometimes I'll put the hooks on it and I'll put it in the water. And sometimes I put it in water, it doesn't look like it's going to spin. Yeah. It just looks kind of real cruddy and i tell the person i'm like just put that down and they're like they're like it's not spinning and it's like no no just trust me i put it down and like you said 30 seconds later when that bait rehydrates yep. gets a little a thicker there might bait. be a little bit of curvature in the fish or like a flat side or something yep. like that where it doesn't work but it doesn't take like you said all but a minute by the time they reel up that thing is just spinning like a freaking top yep so it's something to kind of something to kind of watch out for when you guys uh for when you're for when you're doing that too what can you give anglers out there? Like you said, trying to save the bait, give them the kind of the rule of thumb. Is it, is it one day, two day, three day, five days? Like if you had a pack of herring, you put two packs of herring in your brine, you used one pack for that day. How long, how many days later would you fish that other packer? What's the process you do? So what I do is after, you know, so I'll brine them in brine tubs and then the morning I'm getting ready to fish, I remove them from just because I've had an accident. I put them in Ziploc baggies with just a little bit of brine in it. So they're pretty, and then, then pack me on ice packs or ice in the cooler. That bait, it, say if you're only going to fish Saturday and Sunday, and then you're not going to fish till the following weekend. Mm-hmm. And if if you have two trays of bait and you still have bait left, A, you're not changing it enough, right? But all you have to do is at the end of the your fishing trip, roll it up as air tight as you can. Mm-hmm. Seal it, throw it in the freezer, even with a little bit of brine in it. It truly won't freeze, but it won't break down and deteriorate. The next weekend, Friday night, you pull it out, you put it, take it to your boat, that way you don't forget it, it's perfect. It is me peckered up, but as soon as you put it in the water, it rehydrates. So it will last you all so, the way up to a month between taking out your boat and put it in the freezer, provided it stays cold through the day. But you let it yeah. get warm, all bets are off. There's no bait. I don't think yeah. there's any, any good bait. Well, I mean, any bait really that can survive getting Correct. warm. I mean, getting warm just... It just takes the life out of them. Just, yeah, it just goes to mush. So you take it out of that brine. What do you do with that remainder of brine? I save it and I reuse it. So if you're using the liquid brine, that 31-ounce mm-hmm. container will do six to eight trays of bait. And and so we, what I do is I'll put a mark on it when I'm – just that way I know how much I'm doing, right? Or, or even on my Tupperware tote, 
when I put them in the fridge, if I'm throwing two trays in each one, right, I just put little two slashes on the Tupperware lid, like, well, on a piece of, like, masking tape. And that way I know how much more I can run through it before you, because what you'll do, it'll still dye your baits, but you pulled the salts and the bites and what's out of it. But, but you can go six to eight trays per 31-ounce container. And you, you don't need to keep that container if there's been no bait put to it. If it's partially used, just on a shelf in the garage. It does not need refrigeration. But once you've had bait in it, and yeah. even though you remove the baits out, which I recommend, that way, in case the tub tips over, you're not going to puke a bunch of blue or chartreuse <laughs> all over your boat. If you put them up in baggies, it, it takes up less space, right? Yeah. But just cover that prime so it's leaving your bait fridge. It, it'll be good all season. It, it literally will go three months, no problem. Refrigerated. Okay. So that's for that's for Brian. That's over for like weekend to weekend. What if it's um, what if it's Sunday to Wednesday? So, so two days of no fishing. Wednesday you're fishing. I would still remove it and, and freeze it. Still remove it because there's it. there's no breakdown once you put it in the freezer. No deterioration once it sits in the brine. They say it can sit in it up to five days, but mm-hmm. that's where it gets really peckered up, and, and it takes literally okay. two minutes to remove it, put it in a baggie, roll it up. And, oh sure. And just, and not worry and, about and, it. and not worry about all that's wrong. Right, just put it away, and, and you know it's gonna be good. Yeah. So you're not. I mean, you're not gonna be wanting to be brining your bait if you're fishing. Let's say you are fishing five days. You're on vacation, or your guide, and your guide, and you're, like I said, you're not brining your bait for the week on Sunday for no. the whole week. So you're yeah. gonna just do it day to day. Yeah. You every night. Usually you're, you're every night. adding fresh baits, but you don't throw the old ones away. So if, if you're if you're fishing three days in a row, and and you can take your brine tubs out of your boat. Right mm-hmm. in the refrigerator, put them back. Just do that. No, no need for the freezer. If you're fishing three or four or five days in a row, just just take them from the the baggie, put them back in the brine, so just throw them back in the refrigerator. You know, it's funny. I don't add a little brine to it, but I take all all my old Springer bait, just day in and day out, like and just throw them in. Like I have a big two gallon bag, and so like at the end of the day, I'll have you know a handful of baits or tray bait. I always just throw it in this bag. And I always, and I, I'm saving it for my lingcod bait and just, you know, just, you know, well, I might as well feed these great herring, brine herring to bottom fish too, cause they love them too. But even when I take them out bottom fishing, you know, a couple months later, yeah. like the baits, you look at them and they're still firm. Yeah. They still, yeah. they don't stink. As they're long as like, they've been cold. Yeah. Well, it's crazy full, I just, I just keep adding them to the freezer, but you're just saying a little extra brine in the bag, yeah. roll them up and you're just using keep them for moist, salmon. Baby. I just put enough in to keep it moist, but that way if the bag falls over, I'm not trashing your boat. You're not pissed off at me because <laughs> uh, I've done it. True. So. Uh, another thing too is even it, what I'll do too is I'll put, um, I'll use fresh bait on the first day. I'll freeze those baits until the third day. And then the second day I'll just use fresh. You can alternate it. So one day of good bait, one day of, or two days of fresh bait and one day of the what's left of the bait. If that makes sense. Yeah. No. So you're kind of like, yeah, so you're, you're, the you're cutting the, day, the whole day. Out. You always want to have a little extra every day then yeah. versus a little less, not, not enough. Right. And so, yeah. So by then you, you, you get a stockpile yeah. and then you're good to go. Yeah. That makes sense. It makes total sense. But a lot of guys, Jason was the hardest to break. He felt you had to have brand new break. break I'm that day. guy. You don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I said, screw I'm, it. Well, Give me the old bait. We're fishing. So into his boat, I yeah. said, I'll use yesterday's bait. And then when he sees it catching just as many fish, but still, it's like, no, in, in his right, mind, or your mind, it's got to be fresh bait. It, that's not true. As long as it's been kept cold, yeah, it's just as good. And if I mix them around and put them in your hand, you couldn't tell me the difference. Well, it's like, well, like we were talking about at the start of this, you know, like with whole gas prices, yeah. pinching pennies, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, well, shoot, it's probably going to be a little advantageous for people not to be like, 
be stuck in that way. I mean, like I am, I mean, it's, I'm, you know, I'm three or four trays every day, like before yeah. I even think about it, but that can get expensive quick. Yeah. Something I mean, it about. just breaks my heart to watch the guy at the moment. <laughs> I mean, I don't really lose it. I see a guy just throwing trays. It's like, are you? Well, at least yeah. save it for Lincoln, for God's sakes. Come on. Or crab or something. <laughs> crab, like, yeah, no right. reason just to chuck them out. So, oh. and guys, I, I said, did they get more? No. Well, I Patrick said, Gaffney actually is probably hating you talking about this right now on the podcast because he's the guy who sells the bait. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> he's the one who's selling the, the trays of herring. He's like, shut up, Steve. Throw that. Throw that. Throw that wonderful, wonderful bait in the water. But lots of Brian, you guys got three colors, the natural chartreuse and the blue. You talk, you know, we always want to touch on this because I think it does you guys more of a favor than not dying people's boats yes. <laughs> or dying their dogs. Even like yes. you guys, all your dyes break down in UV. Correct. Yeah. And they're all water treatment dyes. So they're safe, right? So we're paying extra money. Nothing is toxic. I think there's a, a deal on your thing on your site, a couple or a week ago, where the guy's dog ate somebody's uh, sturgeon stuff. I got no. a phone call. Say, hey, there's a guy out there on the addicted thing. The dog ate the sturgeon uh, frenzy. Is he going to be okay? And oh, really? So, and it's like 10.30 night. So I, I, I reached, I, I messaged him through your site, and then I I got like 100 and some odd. I mean, it was stupid, but I'm oh crazy my gosh. stupid. But then I PM the guy and said, buddy, you're, first of all, you're, you know, so I went through and said, yeah, your dog will be okay. Well, okay, if that happens again, just just check text me or Marlon. We'll we'll nip that in the butt right now because I, I know like I know how fast. I mean, that the guy's positive. I went to the yeah. website. It says it's non toxic. Which all of our stabilizers are food grade. We we spend three times as much money mm -hmm. right buying food grade stabilizers. So if your dog, unless your dog has allergies to fish, or sure, whatever. Well, yeah. When yeah. that we can't help, but. To, or if you're human that's allergic to shrimp since dog. you're using real bait, they're probably going to Well, what's it. funny, too, is like with, with dogs, they're actually better off to eat the cured salmon roe than they are the oh, uncured down. salmon oh, roe. Sure, yeah. it kills the pathogen in the mm -hmm. salmon. But the problem is, is once the dog is eating the scent, he will climb on top of your freezer to get it again. I mean, it's not safe. <laughs> it's that good. No, it's not safe. <laughs> There's bite stimulants in there. But when I tell them, you get that just, little taste of it. It's like all the fish. They get a little taste, a little whiff of that. They got to eat it. <laughs> it's crazy. But the, the good news is I just tell people to keep it on them and keep them outside. If it's a dye sure. bait or gel or You'll oil, know when it works. They're, they're, well, they're going to crap red or whatever in your house. So outside, lots of water. But if they're acting funny, yeah. scoop them up, run them to a vet. I mean, they're just like right. our, our kids. But sure. we've net to knock on wood. We've never lost an animal. Right. I mean, and, awesome. and vets call us. My, my number's on our emergency. Well, our phone number, when you call ProCure, mm -hmm. it says, if this is a true emergency and my number's on it. And I answer my phone until 11 o'clock every night. And usually some knucklehead in Alaska. It's Kieran Rowe and the neighbor's dog jumped over the fence and ate three pounds of his roe. So Ugh. once I calm him down, ask all the right questions. It's <sighs> terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. well, the, the guy who's scared was really pissed because he just lost a lot of money in eggs. So. Well, he can take that up with the dog owner. Yeah, <laughs> that's not your fault. But, <laughs> got no, got lined up on those bite stimulants. <laughs> yeah, it's just. But like the state of Indiana states, if you're going to use roe, it's got to be cured with Procure first because we they went and tested it. We we truly kill the pathogen in the salmonase, but it's got to be on at a minimum of 20 minutes, and you've got to follow the formula. If you do that right, our products in there kill all the pathogens the oh salmon. so if someone so, so in, no India, in indiana like for the guys that don't know how they have a huge steelhead fishery so yeah. if guys like catch a steelhead and they want to use like reds. fresh roe they are not allowed to use no. fresh roe it, it has to be, be cured with procure first 
Pro, cured with Procure. That's right. We, we that that speaks volumes with yeah. this. But but they but I mean it was their money, so they did all the tests, yeah. right? And they said you you killed the bacteria, but the main thing we kill the pathogen in the salmon eggs that causes the salmon poisoning. But if you just put the cure on it in ten minutes, the dog eats it. Well, then it's still active and alive. Sure. It takes a minimum yeah. of twenty minutes if you follow the direction. So I got to calm the person down. So okay. Explain yeah. me when you did it, how much. And the guy's usually yelling at me. I'm saying, sir, take a breath. Relax. Talk to me. Right? <laughs> Fuzzy's going to be okay. Well, first, I ask him, how's your dog doing? He's going to be very thirsty. Lots of water. They crap outside for three days because that red gets in their intestines. Oh, I'm sure it's not. And it will good. stain carpets, right? Because there's no UV in your home. If they poop red or purple, it's going to be red or purple. Yeah. yeah. Or your boat will clean up. The carpet normally won't. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's change the subject because. <laughs> We get it. Fuzzy's going to be okay. Yeah. What else is new with Procure? What's going on? Well, we got a lot going on. So we just purchased, as of last week, a 30,000 square foot facility on four acres. So we're going from about 8,000 square feet of usable space to over 30,000. So we can actually do the things we've been talking about. It's a lot of expansion. Uh, so I plan on moving mid-April from our place of 22 years 10 minutes away to a much larger facility. Um, and then we'll order the equipment. And then between now and a year from now, the equipment will show up. And then we can start with the new items. Because once COVID started, we blew up with orders. I, I just couldn't justify making new products when we were taking eight weeks to ship existing products. Sure. I just wasn't going to let American Greed take over. So we put all new things on hold and just focused on the stuff we were making. So in the last two and a half years... Other than a couple of excuses for you guys, we've done nothing new for anyone, right? We've just said we, right. we can't. I mean, certain companies have come to us wanting to sell to them, big company, and we just had to say no, right? Because I'm not going to let American Greed, uh, although it's tempting, right? Right. But some of the largest retailers want us to do certain things for them. And for two years, I've told them no. Well, I mean, capacity is capacity, though. Yeah, we, don't, we, don't want to over, we don't want to overstep our capabilities you know, like right. our, our bottle company of 18 and a half years i won't mention their name <laughs> but they kicked us to the curb because they took a big contract from perel and just they gave us a blanket order every month all of a sudden the orders quit coming in jason and i drove up there they got i toured their facility i tried to bribe him with a thousand dollars to ship our orders you guys can't do it and, and who am i to tell somebody how to run their business right but right 18 and a half years we were there or they were our prime supplier of bottles, and they just shut us off. So, I mean, talking about a freakout, a 12-cent item was going to shut us down. So, unfortunately... Yeah, I mean, we, you can make the best cure in the world, but if it doesn't got a bottle to go out in, I guess yeah. it's kind of the end of that. So, we are forced to deal with China. I mean, we bought every 2-ounce, 8-ounce bottle on Amazon, eBay, paying five times. We didn't care. I, I didn't yeah. care what color it was. I just needed bottles. Uh, but now we're doing years' worth in advance that... You know, containers of bottles. Containers like we'll never bottles. have that problem again. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's like us and buying hats right yeah. now. It's like hats are just like I hear Marla talking about. It's like you know, six a.m. looking on the computer, looking on the distributors' websites to try to find hats. You yeah. know, it's just crazy. Yeah, just that, just that, just that. I guess consumable material that you just cannot, cannot find. But, but I got I twenty guys, guys gonna be out of a job just yeah. because I didn't have a two ounce bottle, and that was I'd sleep. I mean, I was just <sighs> yeah, livid. So that we will never have that issue. We are fortunate enough we had the funds to buy a year's worth. What we thought was a year's worth lasted five months. <laughs> so we added all the numbers and got a container. We're all excited. Well, what's that really tell you, though? 
What's that really? This like? is stupid. This, crazy. this is a stupid good, and obviously your products like really, really work. Yeah. Which I can attribute that they do really work. So and we didn't, and we are. You know, we didn't cut our advertising with anyone. I mean, especially if guys are doing good. Mm-hmm. You know, I was tempted. You say, well, we don't need to. We got more business. We know what to do. Uh, but we just we kept on with everybody that was doing their job. Stayed with them. Right. Thanked them. Even though a lot of them were locked down, they couldn't fish, like in Washington yeah. or, or Maine or actually Michigan, where they were not allowed to go out and fish. Well, they could fish, just not from a boat, yeah. unless you were the governor's husband. Yeah. We're not going to talk <laughs> about yeah. that. But, but still, it wasn't their fault. We paid <laughs> yeah. everybody. Right? right. Thanked them. And well, you know what? We'll be, we're being rewarded for that. Well, all I can say is, you know, you guys have been a partner for us for a long time, and we greatly appreciate that because I think, shoot, we were still doing We We started, you guys came into our first... Like we were talking about this before the podcast. 2016 is yeah. when you figured it out in your garage. In my garage, With the wife, the kids. So yeah. I think soccer in the side of the garage. Going on. Yeah, I had to yeah, pull yeah. the boat out of the garage. Yeah. We did yep. it back. Gas oh. can. God, oh, those were awful times. Awful, awful times. And but I got to admit, right? <laughs> I mean, I just call it like I see it. I told Jason the way home. I said these guys won't be around in a year. Oh. I, I'm serious. So I'm eating crow, but at least I'm mad enough to admit I was way wrong, right? Because you guys are blowing it up. But I, I made the comment to Jason, and, and I don't need to say this, but I I'm just too, I just say good or bad. I said no. Nah, but we were throwing lots of darts at the dartboard back yeah. then. But I'm 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 very I'm I'm, I'm proud to be your sponsor. Right? Well, we're proud. We're, we're thankful. Right? To, we but, are we are so thankful to have you guys, and it's been it's been an awesome relationship. We've got obviously our addicted products with you guys now, and I think we're gonna hopefully uh, continue this for years to come. So if you guys have any questions, reach out to Jason and Steve over at Procure. They're experts. We got a live feed to film. And I got one more reminder for you guys. I know I talked about it earlier. We will be there this Saturday, March 12th at the Redmond, or excuse me, at the Oregon, Central Oregon Sportsman Show in Redmond, Oregon from three to five. It's our bash. We will be talking about Procure products. Are you guys going to be down there? We will not. We will not. Okay. So well, we, we don't sell represent. directly. We only support our dealers. And at that show, I don't believe we have a dealer there. Oh, gotcha. So we gotcha. won't go sell out from under our dealers. Sure. We'll go show up at, like at the port under Puyallup. Or and support our dealers. Gotcha. Well, it makes perfect That's sense. That's a fun show, though. Oh, good. Glad to hear it. It's going to be our show. first time, so it should be real exciting. But we'll see you guys there this Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. So thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs>